Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. In today's episode of the Light Path Podcast, I am so excited to be joined by James Carson to chat all things mastering our morning. James is a wealth of information and inspiration on how we can be living our lives in a much more empowered way because of his passion to really help us embellish and enhance our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. James is a wellness coach, keynote speaker, and actor. And if you haven't already, I know you'll definitely want to connect with him. So see the show notes below for how you can follow him on Instagram and the ways in which you can work with him via his website. For now, enjoy this episode, and I really hope it inspires you to begin to master your morning. James. Kirsten, how's your heart feeling right now? Oh, geez. I'm actually really excited because I am like so excited to speak to you. That's how it's feeling. It's feeling really wide and and buzzy because I get this because I'm here. Is it feeling open? It is. Yeah. Why? What are you going to do to me? No, no. <laughs> I just like someone asked me that question the other day and it kind of makes you stop and think like, how's your heart feeling? So I just. Oh, my God. Here. I love that. Yeah. I mean, listen here. I'm supposed to be putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Your heart feeling, James? My heart feeling great. Very activated, very excited, very honoured to be here with you. Oh, thank you. So you may have caught our conversation all about self-care. If you haven't, go back and listen to that episode. And on that episode, I asked you your favourite quote, and I'm going to throw that question at you again in case you want to pick up another one or in case we want to dive into, I think, both our favourite quotes that you offered Mm -hmm. last time again. Mm, absolutely it's it's still a favorite no matter like there's some great ones out there but from the wisdom of the most one of the most incredible uh spiritual influential incredible people dr wayne dyer when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change when you change the way you look at uh, a negative event in your life and you change it like okay what's the lesson then that completely change your relationship with that event when you change the way like of 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 you have a task ahead of you, if you look at all the things that are like, oh my God, I have to do this. If you look, I get to do this. This is a positive thing. It rewires the way you think. And when you rewire the way you think, your whole life can change. So that's why I love that one so much. I th- it, to me, it also links to um, one of his other big quotes and I always stuff this up. So I'm going to try mm-hmm. and get it right first go. <laughs> but um, you won't... See, I'm like second guessing myself. You'll um, you'll see it when you believe it, not you'll believe it when you see it. And so it's like if we're looking at an event in our past that we've just experienced, and we're maybe experiencing some trauma from the negative impact that that is, and we can change the way we look at it, then it's all about no, we'll believe it was good when we believe it, and then we'll see it rather than the opposite way Mm. around. I did not explain that well. Sorry. No, I get where you're coming from. And I get where you're coming from for sure. <laughs> There's one other one that I actually just thought of that's actually quite powerful as well is he would say he has this beautiful video on YouTube that anyone can look up, Five Life Lessons from Wayne Dyer. And he speaks about there are no justified resentments. Yeah. 
which is, is hard so for a hard. lot of people. I, I know. Trust me, I know it's hard. But whoo, mm. when you understand and you embody the attitude of forgiveness, whether it is something that happened to you in a situation, a person, or yourself, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is self-forgiveness. It is so freeing. But understand no matter what happens to you, that you can we have, I know it's hard, but we have the power to let that go. It To be like full personal disclosure, forgiveness is something that I have been working on intensely over the last two weeks of a situation in my life. And I really, really tried to reprogram my mind and my mindset around forgiveness being that it's um it's just the acceptance that it couldn't have been any different mm-hmm. and it helped me a little but that ego i tell you loves to get in there and wants to be victim and wants to get justified and but it's true there is no justified resentments mm. was it something that occurred to you or something that you did or was it in a situation like what happened it were it's a very long-winded relationship situation. Mm. Um, and I would say that I, over a period of a lot of years, may have felt a little bit used. And I know that's not true. It's not true, but it feels true sometimes. And it was what I really wanted to attach to because then I could be angry. And I wanted to be angry. And I was like, but I don't really want to be angry because that's not a vibe for me. And so it was like, I need to forgive this. And it's like, I just have to accept that it couldn't have been any different, that everyone was just doing their best in the situation. And I have to fully accept it as it is. But it was a really big first step for me to to really release it, which which I have done and I feel so good about it. Um, But it's true. Like I I can't justify my resentment towards the situation. I was in the situation. Yeah, proud of you for that. And uh, oh. do you feel like these things happened for a reason? Like a you learn. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. A million percent. And I think, you know, I, I believe that we definitely come here to learn. Like this is all this is. It's just a evolving opportunity. And to get those big moments of evolving, um, you have to work for them. It doesn't just happen. You have to do the work. I didn't want to. I wanted to stay angry. I've probably been angry for years. Didn't even know. Like it was very comfortable there. I loved it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Kind of felt good, even though it felt really bad. Yeah. And so to do the work to let it go. I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where well, you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not just me then. No, of course, of course. Like I've, yeah, I've definitely. I think the hardest, the hardest forgiveness that I've done is actually for myself on what oh. things have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, like when we when we are the victim, um, you can work through it. But when it's yourself, you're like, oh man, I'm releasing myself. I feel like I don't deserve it, type of thing. Yeah, that can be tough, but it's powerful to do. And I'll share a quick story. Is no. many years ago, 2009, my grandfather was very unwell. He was he had all sorts of cancers. Poor guy, God rest his soul now. Mm. But um he was very close to passing away. We, I didn't quite know this at the time, but this is the time where I was, I was very overweight. I was partying. I was in a rough state. And it was a Friday night. Excuse me. It was a Friday lunchtime. My mum rang me and said, you want to come up to Brisbane? I was on the Gold Coast and come up and see Pa because he's very unwell. I was like, oh, sure, mum, no worries. I'll come up. There's a party on tonight. So I'll come up tomorrow morning, um, uh-huh. fresh, fresh as Daisy. Party went on, hung up from mum, had a really weird feeling that night and felt a little bit emotional. Got up the next morning, had 
seven missed calls from mum. Mum rang me just in tears saying Pa's passed away. Come up to prison whenever you get a chance. And so from that, I I didn't get to see my grandfather before he passed away and I was very close to him. Mm. So I held on to that for a very long time, but that also taught me the true value of always prioritising that time for your relationships, especially your family. Mm. So that was such a gift for me. But I also learned down the line when I spoke to mum, because mum had to do counselling and therapy for everything that happened because my grandfather was very stubborn and wanted to be at home. He didn't want to be in hospital. So she had to be there supporting him, getting him with the pain relief medication and passing away. And she said, you shouldn't have been there. Like that would have been very traumatic for you. Mm. So it all happened for a reason. Yeah. And and maybe even for, for you in that situation, also just to deepen that compassion with self. And that understanding of self and obviously that was probably part of that motivation for you to maybe shift up things for yourself and and to do it in a better way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, everything in perfect order, even though it's really hard. (laughs) I want to jump back just for a second. I know we're here to talk about how we have to master our mornings, but Mm. I want to jump back onto the Wayne Dyer uh, number one fan club that clearly we've (laughs) established here today. (laughs) Um, What's your favourite book of his? 101 Ways to Change Your Life, Ooh. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's an amazing book. And it, it, the reason why it's my favourite is because I have a bit of a bond to it because when 2020, when all the lockdowns were really heavy, I was I went to visit my sister in Melbourne only for four days, but then I got locked down there for like four months. But it was, it was rainy, obviously, because of the lockdown. It was just a really rough, anxious, depressive time. And I think we all had a bit of a hard time during that time. And I had his book like on repeat in my ears, just listening to this positivity, just like listening to, yep, think of the word love, yep, think of kindness, think you'll be, everything will be okay. That got me through a really hard time. So I probably listened to it maybe like six or seven times in that space of a few months. That's so funny because he, he, like I said, I think in the last um, podcast episode, he was the very first spiritual um, person I've ever listened to mm. and I listened to him. So I didn't read the book that I had of his. I listened to it in the car every yep. trip to and from work. Um, maybe it was just his, um, I don't know, voice or the way of explaining things. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a chance, listen to him because he's, God rest his soul, he's amazing at what he does. Yeah, he's got an incredible voice. But that's a that's a powerful book. It's, it's literally just 101 short snippets of advice and you can take any single one of them and implement them straight away. It's a powerful practical book. Love it. Love it. And we know you're all about the practicality. Mm. Um, So our mornings on our last episode, we touched on how important the morning was in terms of self-care. So I kind of want to dive into that. Um, Can you talk us through why is it so important for us to be able to master our mornings? Absolutely. So it's super important. And like I was saying before, that it was, it's such an influential time for your mental and emotional well-being. Because what you experience as soon as you become consciously aware when you wake up is just, it really sticks with you for the rest of the day. So if you wake up in the morning, you dive into your phone, you dive into work, you read the news, you read messages, you go through social media. So there's 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 anxiousness, there's a scattered mind, there's there's FOMO, there's all these different feelings that you're just getting, your brain's getting smashed with. Then you have coffee or whatever it is, and you're just like, wow, my adrenals, everything's just getting mm-hmm. whack. But if you wake up in the morning and before you dive into that, you just check in with yourself briefly, you hydrate your body because you've gone many hours throughout the night without any water. 
and you just take things, just you focus on something that you're really grateful for. You focus on a goal that you want to set for the day. Then you launch into what you've got to do. Just even explaining that, I'm sure you could feel the difference between those two people as to how they would show up, as to how their mindset was, just taking that time first thing. Because we have our conscious and our subconscious mind, right? So it's so influential. Our subconscious mind, which obviously is 95% of everything that we do in the way that we think, is so so open and vulnerable to receive information right before you go to sleep and just upon when you wake up. So what you do during those times is very important. So what um, are some of the quick and easy things we can do? Obviously, I hear there are things not to do, as we know, mm. like reach for the phone, get up, grab a coffee, stuff that I think most of us often do just out of mm. habit. Um, so what are some of the really practical things that you would maybe put? Like if you were coaching someone saying, okay, let's like clean up your morning routine, what would you have them do? Beautiful question. So first of all, is glass or stainless steel water bottle by your bedside table. So it's right there ready to go first thing in the morning. You could also have like a notepad or a post-it note or a journal by your bedside table. That's just for you to journal or write down a goal or something for the day. Those two things alone are great. If it's just a starting point, that's a th- those two are powerful. I would also say there is no phone that is in the bedroom at all. I know maybe your alarm clock, but it's not in there. It's on flight mode. It's definitely not charging beside your head. It is not in your room, ideally. <laughs> it looks like this. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, bad. Okay. I do all so, of those things. Okay. So, no more. So, all no right. more charging because the EMF. But what if the- someone needs to call you in the middle of the night? What would, does that only happen for you? I mean, the one moment I do leave it out there on airplane mode, <laughs> call me in the middle of the night. That's like, it, it, it depends on your circumstance, but I'm sure like. I know. No, no, it never happens. And that's your question. No, it never happens. Okay. There you go. And it you'll see, you'll see it in the morning after you've done your routine, you can act on it then. You know what I mean? We can't always be in this constant state of like, oh, someone needs me all night or well, something's going to happen all night. We can't be like that. Okay. I will try. And if you, you will. And if you, if you focus on, oh, someone's always going to need me, you're going to manifest that. Like you may manifest just these 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 people or these situations that's going to bother you. But if you're like, no, I'm going to wind down tonight. Everything's been okay. Whatever happens in the morning, I can action it when it comes, when it happens. But if we're in this constant state of anticipation, that's going to be what we're going to feel and experience this whole time. Triggered and very insane. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is just, this is a beautiful learning experience of just simple things that you'll change. that will actually make a massive difference. I'm going to, like, honestly, I will try, I will, yes, I'm going to give it a go. Listen to me Stop. not committing to actually. <laughs> I will, I will follow up. No, Kirsten, don't, will, please don't. <laughs> I will follow up. Everyone listening, she's now accountable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. after I've become a whole different person without my phone, <laughs> then what do I do? <laughs> so, so that, that's pretty much it. You, you have the water. You have the journal if you want, or you can go on a, a meditative practice. But I share a simple breathing technique that only takes two and a half minutes that you can utilize that gets you in a nice calm state. So it's a simple equal five parts, inhale, a five-part hold, and a five-part exhale. So you do breathing for five seconds, hold for five seconds, exhale for five seconds, and you count each finger, and that's 10 rounds, and that's two and a half minutes. And you'll find before you do that, as, as you leave, you're just more aware, you're just more balanced. Can you talk to as in whatever depth you need to and so I don't go deep. Mm. What 
um, is the science behind that breathing technique? Definitely. So when, and specifically breathing out through the nose, so where you breathe and how you breathe sends a direct message to your mind and body as to how safe you are. Mm. So if we're unaware of how we're breathing, we can get these little micro stresses. Like when you're, when you're exercising, you're breathing out through your mouth and you're sweating, right? But when you breathe in and out through your nose, that is a parasympathetic rest and digest all is okay. But if people are like mouth breathers, normally when you're getting stressed, your shoulders may raise up and you start breathing in and out through your mouth. Your shoulders are raising up because it's a primitive thing where it's protecting your jugular from attacks. So oh, my gosh, going... really? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I never thought of that. Okay, yeah, wow. And if someone scares you, you go, whoa. Yeah, you, you do, go, yeah. Whoa. You hide. It's a body language thing. So It's like when you said before, don't have your phone in the bedroom, my 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 shoulders immediately went up and I sunk down because you were there you attacking. Go, trying Technically, to you yeah. were attacking me. <laughs> I was attacking you with words. <laughs> yeah. So that breathing technique. So we've got, obviously, so five seconds is a powerful number because our lungs are filled with these beautiful little receptors that absorb oxygen. And the, the dense part of these receptors are in the lowest part of the lungs because, you know, we didn't evolve sitting in chairs and all this kind of stuff. We actually evolved just standing up and breathing deep. So when you breathe for five seconds or 5.5 seconds, why I just say five seconds, you breathe deep, your oxygen can reach these capillaries and can be absorbed. And if you hold it there, it can be better absorbed and then you exhale again. And plus it's very meditative just came to five, three times in 10 cycles. So long and short of it, that's why it's very beneficial. Yeah, so good. I love it. Mm. So we haven't even got out of bed yet. So then Mm. when we get out of bed, give us Mm. our next steps that I'm sure I'm going to nail. For sure. So so you could even do this lying down. So as soon as you wake up, you can just lie in bed and you go, do your five, five, five. You drink your water. You write down one thing you're grateful for. You write down a goal. You write down whatever you like. And then- Basically, you're ready to go. That that's a great starting oh, point. That's it. Wow, we can from, do that. From yeah, from there you can like I try to say, if it's five or ten minutes in the morning, that just sets you up for the rest of the day. You could go into exercise. You could go into ground your feet in the earth. You can do whatever you want. But as long as you just get that foundation of nourishing your body, checking in with yourself, reflecting on something great, that helps to support you for the day ahead. And it just makes it less intimidating for people to get started. Basically. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, a opinion on or theory behind wake times and sleep times? I do. I do in a sense, and it depends on people's work hours, but I would always say keep the same sleep-wake times because you obviously get into the circadian rhythm, your body clock gets into sync. So you can waver there about half an hour to an hour, but make sure that you definitely just keep the same as you can. So from about 10 p.m. to... 12 a.m. is a a powerful time for physical repair on the body but from midnight onwards into the early hours of the morning that's psychological emotional repair so you want to be able to really optimize all that time so if you're staying up really late your body's not getting that repair or if you're getting woken up in the middle of night because you're looking at the phone in the middle of the night that's hindering your psychological mental repair if that makes sense yeah for sure and that 3 a.m wake up i like that a lot of people get i know that's Mm. the liver waking us up Mm. Um, but it, yeah, I'm a big fan of, you know, same time to bed, same time to wake, maybe on a weekend, only stretch that by half an hour, mm. an hour mm. if mm-hmm. you need to. And sleep and rise with the sun as best you can. I found myself, your body will automatically do it. Yeah. And then now it's summer, the sun's coming up earlier and I'm just automatically waking up earlier just because the sun's out. Yeah, so. for sure. I love, I love, I've always been a big morning 
person just because I've never been a night owl, but also, mm. you know, in my, you know, career previous to this and this one, I get up and I just give to other people all day and hold space for other people all day. And so it definitely started when I was really struggling in my teaching career where I just had to make that commitment to myself that I was going to get up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym because that was a gift for myself. And to start the day by giving to myself first because it's sometimes the only hour I had Mm. in the whole day to give to myself. So I'm huge on mornings and morning routines. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. And that I love how you say, yeah, how you're giving to yourself. And that's such a huge thing that people can just absorb that when you take this time, everything else around you gets better. Like when you take that time, you'd be so much better in your work and your relationships and everything like that. But when you're like, oh, it's a treat or only when I have time, it's it's just not the best mindset to be in. But when like I'm giving myself this, I'm supporting myself with this because it'll help me to be better and help everything else around me be better as well, if that makes sense. For sure. What what mm. do you find are your clients' biggest struggles in mastering a, a morning routine that can really set them up for the day? So I think it's it's building the habits for sure. Yeah. It's just building the habits, it's building the mindset and the habit formation thing doesn't have to be that complex and they don't want to think like, oh, it's really hard. But the body and the mind and everything loves repetition. So once it's in a habit, it can be a little bit hard to change it, but with consistency. So there's different things you can do. So you can incorporate hot and cold triggers. Hot triggers, meaning making the good habit really easy to do. So like I said before, if you want to drink water in the morning, put a water bottle by your bedside table. Cold trigger, not use your phone, not have your phone in the bedroom or have it in a drawer where you can't see it. Yep. And you can anchor things as well. So if you'd rather, before you go in and start the kettle and have a coffee, for example, you could anchor, no, I'll have my journal there, I'll grab that first. Ah, good tip. Yeah, so anchoring hot and cold triggers, write down step-by-step what you're going to do. Because when you write down step-by-step what you can do and you can visualize the habit, that helps your success immensely more. And as soon as you or anyone else starts to feel a difference, you become motivated, you become Mm -hmm. dedicated to it. And you may fall off the wagon. That's okay. That's why, you know, pencils have a races. Then (laughs) you just should jump back on again. So talk to us when we fall off uh, the wagon in, in any aspect of life, maybe we've disappointed ourselves in some ways, or we have this really great intention to start this morning routine and a week in, it's not going so well. What strategies do you adopt to support yourself through that? Definitely. So it can really help to understand why you're doing it. Mm. Why do I want to make these changes? Because when I, whenever I speak to someone, they have these lofty goals and everything they want to accomplish, but I have to want to understand why. So a lot of them be like, I just want to be my true self. I want to have energy for my kids. I want to feel confident in myself. So when they can really understand why and be reminded of why they're doing this, it helps to push them through those hard times. But also remember that we all fall off. It's not like progress is not this beautiful linear line. It's like a five-year-old's gone wild with the cramps. It's like, bah, 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 bah. it's all over the place. So when you're down, just know we have the good and we have the bad and we wouldn't know what good is without the bad. So eventually we go back up. And then we might go back down. Then we go back up. So you just got to know that you be kind to yourself and just progressively keep chipping away at it. And you'll be shocked as to how much you progress over a period of a month. Yeah, and I guess maybe that's that's a, a technique that we can use as well, like pro- track your progress in mm-hmm. whatever way, whether it's note-taking or, or you know, ticking things off a list every day so you can say, oh, actually, like I have improved. It's not just mm-hmm. oh, I've gotten worse at this as I started. Yeah, just start with one thing and you could have like a little uh, whiteboard or you could have like a A4 sheet of paper on your bed bedroom door 
And you can have little circles for like, I drank my water, I drank my water, I drank my water. And you see that little repetition and you build up like a, yeah. a streak and you're like, I want to keep the streak up. I love a checklist. Maybe it's my mm. kindergarten teacher and me, you know, where you put <laughs> on for whatever yep. they're doing. I love it. Yep. Uh, do you have a nighttime routine to complement? I do. This? Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely recommend definitely if people have both, they can manage it. So the how it works is is definitely phones devices computers tv is stopped at least an hour hour and a half if very late as half an hour before bed for many different reasons distraction the blue light all these different things that are going to keep you awake then at the end of the night there's low lights there's no bright fluorescent lights above your head because that tells your brain that the sun's still out and should be awake low lights that is the time to to journal where i ask myself questions is it now six questions now it used to be just four but i asked myself six questions at the end of the day do you want me to share those with you yeah i definitely want to know what they are yep so the first one is what good did i do today and what that means is is what good deed did i do to make the world a bit better to support myself to support those around me it doesn't have to be heroic you'd be like i picked up a piece of rubbish in my favorite park or i went and bought my friend coffee and surprised them or i thought a positive thought about someone else that's it Nice. The next one is what did I learn from today? That could be from a conversation, a book, a podcast to help reiterate your learnings. Like I learned from Wayne Dyer, the power of forgiveness, for example. Then what did what am I most grateful about today? A specific moment from the day, because that's very handy if you keep thinking, forgetting of things to write down. It's like what's something specifically? Going to the beach, seeing the sunrise, putting my feet in the grass, whatever it is. What am I most excited about about tomorrow? And then the last two I've only just recently added was at what point today could I have improved? At what's something that I could have done better? And for me, it could have been like, or an example could be not like doing research, not scrolling for too long and having a break, for example, or like taking more time out just to really breathe and not put so much pressure on myself, whatever it might be. And the last one is, at what point today do I feel like I was most on purpose? Big question. Yeah. So purpose is a is a big, deep topic. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's where I speak about. Yeah, whenever I whatever I write down, I'd be like, yes, when I was acting, it was when I was coaching, it was when I was doing this. It's yeah, when do you feel like you're most on purpose? And that really shows you so like where you should be focusing your energy. And just get, I guess, gets you out of that routine of the day and the habit of the day. Yes. And really makes you reflective upon it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just reflection. It helps you learn, it helps you grow. And you'd be you'd be surprised how much you become more self-aware when you have that reflection, like you'd be more aware of things you can prove on. You'd be more aware of like your relationships. You'd be more aware of just yourself and things around you. So it's a, it's a very powerful habit to have. I know we've just talked about the night routine, but I want to, mm. I want to flip back to the morning to, to wrap this up. And mm. you are the master of the morning and I'm, I'm giving you that crown. You don't call yourself that. I call yourself that because um, I've seen your Instagram and I watch you, your morning routines. So um <laughs> Give us a sneak peek or a quick peek into your morning routine. Mm. So it's it's basically exactly what I've described. Like I'd literally wake up. You literally, and I do this for quite a while. You literally just say the words, thank you. As soon as you wake up, it's just kind of fun. It's just like, just thank you. Or as soon as one foot touches the ground, thank yes. you. Yeah. I that, I, was a way, that was a way. Yeah, that is a way time. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should start a fan club. Totally. Totally. So, yeah, you'd wake up, you just say thank you, um, hop out of bed, have the water, write down the 10 things that I'm grateful for, do a meditation that goes through anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, 
do some gentle body movement and then launch into the day. And I may launch into exercise or I may launch into work or whatever. It depends on what I've got on for that day. But at least if I, as long as I get that hydrate, meditate, gratitude, I'm good. I'm great. I actually, I thought what your response would be really overwhelming to hear, and I love it that it's not. It's those basic, tiny little things that, yes, we can all carve out, even if it's the alarm 10 minutes earlier, to mm-hmm. incorporate in to really set us up. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm relieved that that wasn't an overwhelming response. <laughs> I wasn't like, yeah, I meditate for two hours and then <laughs> I like, connect with my spirit guides and... I sing Kumbaya and, and then the day starts at 11 a.m. <laughs> and then I squeeze celery juice with my hand. Yeah, yeah, none of that, none of no, that. I just keep, that keep it simple for sure. Love it. So, mm. where I mean, I have adored chatting with you and like I said, if you haven't listened to the previous episode, jump onto that, The Serious Business of Self-Care. You'll find that um, in the podcast. But where can people, you know, really be inspired by you, enjoy your vibe and potentially work with you? Where can we find you? Definitely. So most active on Instagram, James underscore, 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 four times, Carson, C-A-R-S-O-N. That's raw, the information, all the reels, all the all the content there. I always put stuff on there that I hope is helpful or supportive or funny for people. Or jamescarson.com.au, there's some information on there. There's some resources on there. There's like journaling prompts. There's some positive kids coloring pages and things like that. There's all sorts of different things. There's gratitude stones and fun things on there if you're interested in that kind of thing. And those are the best places for sure. I love that. And I, I just like love that you've incorporated the kids there. So how cool it would be yeah. if you establish these habits in your kids and this is just their norm. This is what we do when we wake up. Amazing. Exactly. Just things that I would have loved as a kid. Like I've just got um, little affirmation coloring pages where it's like I am strong as a lion or I am as brave as an eagle. And like if they color that in, if they have it stuck on their wall, that's just that beautiful positive subliminal programming of how strong they are you know i would have loved something like that so i support that for other kids too oh that is so awesome thank you thank you so much for your time but also just what you do dedicate your time to putting out there in the world because i know it definitely helps me and i know from that it it helps hundreds and thousands of other people so thank you so much for joining us today thank you kirsten if you don't mind i'd love to take a quick minute to acknowledge you oh And I would just like to say thank you very much for having me today. Thank you very much for your beautiful awareness and your beautiful questions and doing this work to send out positive information for other people that helps people because we're all in this together in a sense of we're here to support people and you're doing your part in a beautiful and incredible way. And I want to acknowledge you and say thank you for doing that. Okay. okay, Thank you. I'm trying not to cry. Thank you. That is very, that is very sweet. There you go. There's my high of the day and we're only at 10 a.m. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.